So, 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 so I found this this morning, right? <clears throat> this is the this is Oliver's Brighton secret wizarding shop. Visiting is by appointment only. <laughs> So I was in Brighton a little while ago, and I've yeah. completely forgotten about this. This guy, he owns a a shop where he sells custom wands like Ooh. Harry Potter. Oh, oh yay! And I knocked on the door, and he was like, "Well, hello!" And he's dressed all like smartly and trying to be all wizardy. Yeah. But you have to, yeah, you book an appointment to go and test your wand out. Okay, I see. Um, I see what's going on here. Oh, Wait a minute, is this uh, some underhanded, you know, stuff? Is this like an innuendo? In your end, though. no, no, it's it's. Um, I was gonna say we're real wands, but they are. So it's it's basically a tourist trap for Harry Potter fans, essentially. Yeah. But you go in there and get the experience of going to the wand shop. But Brighton version. Yeah, and it was funny because like <laughs> I sort of took the piss out of it all the way home. And I was like, oh, so what a load of rubbish! How pretentious <laughs> is that? And Millie was like, uh, my wife was like. Yeah, I bet you'd love that, though. And I was like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah. Yeah. It's because I did get an appointment. Yeah, that, that, was what, that was what I was upset about, really. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we do this? Yeah. Yeah. Greetings, noble toads, and welcome to the 3T RPG podcast. My name is Harrison Hunt, and with me is Nick Lamley. Oh, hello. And of course, we've got James Clizzle up in the hizzle. <laughs> What's up, my gizzles? <laughs> this is a podcast all about tabletop RPGs, and today we've got some segments. We've got items such as feedback, news punch, what you slaying, and the main subject is going to be solving the world's RPG problems. <laughs> yes. Boom. And uh, yeah, then we're going to do some electro letters and uh, have your correspondence on the show. Does that sound good or is it not good at all? That's good. I think it's mediocre. It's fat good from me. Mediocre. All right, feedback. The feedback side. The feedback side. Yes, bitch, the feedback side. It's the feedback section. Yeah, we take your comments and read them out. Yeah, feedback, bitch. So the thanks. <laughs> We're going to replace just, all jingles with that noise eh. today. Nick's wearing a backwards cap, ladies. I and just backwardized it. He's ever so, since I went. What's up, my gizzles? I want to look hip. He was like, "Yeah, I'm, I need to be hip now." Yeah. you do. You look 90s. like hip replacement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so the butt man. He says, "So I know some dudes who indeed played Phoenix Mars." Yeah, so yeah. Our last episode, we talked about the game so crunchy it could not be played, and that game was Phoenix Command. And we've seen no evidence that it's ever been played. Now he claims that he knows some people that have played it. Um, he Prove said that it. he's pointed them towards the app and they're currently freaking out over you guys they're and mad. how good it is, yeah. which is nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. But we need some proof. Yeah, we need mm-hmm. some proof because we think you're lying. A photo a play or, yeah, play report. Or, yeah, but he could falsify that, you know. <laughs> we need yes. some video evidence. We need some video evidence. <laughs> Otherwise, um, yeah, we got, I can't believe it. <laughs> no, I'm not so having it's, it. It's just not plausible. No. Um, but M.A. Pankin, right? So, uh, yeah, Nick lost episode you asked if we had any russian listeners yeah and we do we've got one oh and he says hey i'm the one russian listener here's my comment on the war not that we asked for it but still (laughs) uh fuck putin fuck everyone who buys anything from him putin and the world fucked ukraine for now 
What? Putin and the world fucked Ukraine for now and Russia forever. If me dying would stop the war, I would do it ASAP, as many here would. Very serious message, but I think we all agree with the sentiment there. Mm-hmm. Fuck Putin. Mm-hmm. Unless he wins and takes over England, in which case all hail a glorious leader. Just a retcon, just in case. Just in case. I'll, just in case. I'll, what I'll do is I'll go back and edit the podcast. Depending and, on that. Yeah, outcome. depending on okay. what happens. Okay, um, all right. But yeah, so we also talked about last episode uh, the alternate names for GMs, and we came out of like, what was it? What uh, Dream. Dreamweaver? Yeah, all sorts of like that. That's so good. And Sid the Squid, he's uh, he's actually told us a bit of a uh, bit of a memory here about uh, such a thing. So he says, so I listened to podcasts while I'm in my car, which means that I have these moments where I'll think, oh, that's a great point. I should mention this on the Discord server. Yes, but since I'm an old man, I also end up forgetting about it completely when I get to a place where I can post on the Discord. <laughs> But I just remembered something that I forgot to comment on. Back when you were asking about names to use instead of a DM slash GM, I completely forgot about what my players used to call me. Um, well, oh, it, come on. Yeah. This is going to be... Oh, uh, yeah. He's, he's going to be... Uh, big Daddy like, Dice. Big Daddy Dice. Cuck Lord. F- the Cuck Lord. Fat Daddy Wide Load. Also... <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, so he says, but since I'm me, I have to tell the story about it. Back in the late 80s, right after I graduated high school, my friends and I would get together two nights a week at the local 24-hour coffee shop and play D&D in the corner booth. Nice. That sounds sick. Yeah. Base 24 hours. Yeah, 24 hour coffee shop sounds bang. So you can get coffee during an hour where you really don't need it. You You really shouldn't drink it at that time. (laughs) Basically, we'd spend five hours from 11 pm to 4 am. Jesus Okay, yeah, you would need some coffee for that. Oh, that sounds tight. It was great. Late night, delirious. D&D, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it would definitely be a weird game, wouldn't yeah. it? It'd be like, oh, Harold's falling asleep again. <laughs> Give him a coffee. Get this man a coffee. <laughs> he says it was great. So one night we were there and there was this couple sitting a couple tables over from us. When they were done eating, the guy gets up and walks over to our table. He must have been in his 40s, which at the time seemed like he was ancient. And he asked us, so what are you boys doing? Some sort of game or something? I was an unapologetic punk kid, but we still casually said, oh, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's a role-playing game. Much to my surprise, he said, Oh, I think I've heard that. Looks like these guys over here get to put into a situation they have to solve their way out of. And he gestures to me and the three friends. No, and he gestures to my three friends, sorry. Mm. And then he looks at uh, Sid over here and he goes, And you're the ramrod over here in charge of the puzzles and stuff. (laughs) And he points at me. Ramrod. I told him that he had it about right and my friends were all laughing and saying, Yep, that's him, good old ramrod. (laughs) (laughs) And so my buddies immediately started calling me Ramrod wherever we went. That's right. So if I couldn't legally use DM slash GM, I'd use Ramrod. Brilliant. That's uh, awesome. It's, it's kind of cool, though. I like that. Ramrod? I'm the Ramrod. That would it be is, really good cool. for... Uh, so what is a Ramrod? Is that a car? Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's a bit Mad Max, Dodge, isn't it? Dodge yeah. Ram, isn't it? So it'd be like yeah. Car Wars would be a cool... Yeah, that, that you're the ram rod, yeah. or cool. American Survival Guide, or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Or unless you want to ram your rod somewhere. Well, oh, yeah. that that was the thing I immediately yeah. thought of. Yeah. Um, uh, so you went there. Maybe maybe the guy was trying to imply that he's trying to fuck the players over. Ah. Like, uh, this ram rod over here, or maybe it's I, I don't know if oh, it's yeah. like an actual expression. Maybe wherever Sid is from. Are you quick doing a quick juggle? It's a foreman or manager, especially one who is a strict discipli- disciplinarian. Oh, okay. Oh, oh that yes. makes it, Well, it's a good term then. Oh, that's wicked. Yeah, that is yeah. good. I actually quite like Where's foreman. The origin? Uh, that's North American. Okay. okay. Uh, or the original is a road, 
uh, sorry, a rod of for, a rod for ramming down the yeah. charge of a muzzle loading a firearm. Ah, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. You're, uh, so the, the Danny musket. Of course, that's a yeah. ramrod. Oh, well, we've learned something today. There you go. Oh, that's quite nice. Also, but don't say Google ever again because it's actually a term used by right wing people who think that Google is run by. Oh yeah, we our know brothers <laughs> in the Jewish community. So, <laughs> oi. You know. <laughs> oh, sorry. I remember we used to throw up years ago and have no idea, do we? Yeah, yeah, because we it was somebody on the wild die, I think it was Unique, Jugalette. accidentally said Jugal like by accident. Yeah. And we just thought it was it was like a funny pronunciation. Somebody messaged in saying actually that's really that's offensive. Not, yeah, and we're like, like, oh sorry. Right. It's fine. Apparently my granddad was Jewish, so I'm allowed. Okay. Is that does that I make don't it? know. <laughs> Unconfirmed. I well I'm allowed to say it because I am Jewish. Okay. So uh, the next Gushmoigel comes in from Ace and he says, After this week's episode I have an idea for a joke product. This is when we talked about the DCC uh twenty twenty pound box. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. And he says, uh, a print at home box, just the net of a box that you print and fold. On the art, uh it just says unofficial DCC box and sell it at one P. <laughs> I like the way he thinks. <laughs> Good idea. Should we do that? Yeah. Um, James is looking at me like we've just made a f- slice of fried gold here. No, I just realised there's a bit of news coming up there that we can tie it in together with. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. You know, like the licensing. Well, uh, you know. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> we could. Uh, well, we're not in the news segment yet, so you've made a mockery of yeah. the structure here. But yes. <coughs> I'll bring it in. Right. I'll bring it into the news. All right, okay, right. Well, it happens to be now. So, news. Yes. <laughs> so, right, bringing it in. Oh, yeah, news punch. Oh, what the fucking is you the whole... You wanted to bring it up. I oh. didn't even put it in the news because I was too lazy. All right, well, I will just, uh, just get the news up. This is some good listening we've got here. You're listening to God, the news. You haven't even memorised it. No, I haven't. Um, so, you know uh, the old Morky Borgie? Mm-hmm. Yes. They've been, uh, you know, that um, we mentioned ages ago, and if people are followers of them, they're releasing a cyborg. Yes. Right, so uh, popular demand. Um, they've got the cyborg third-party license. Yeah. It's already out, out yeah. despite the game not being, not being out. out. Yes. And uh, they're going for the same licensing type stuff they did before, where you can... Um, use basically their whole style yeah. and even say that it's official if mm-hmm. you want to if you want. and it's a 0% profit thing for them So well, yeah. and they hand out the um, logos and things like this so you can use them which mm-hmm. is fucking awesome so yeah so we could do that with we the uh, DCC box instead we'll be the first right now this is Small world world record shit we should call Guinness we'll be the first ever cyborg <laughs> box there you go for 1p <laughs> <laughs> yes mate. okay um, yeah, well, so yeah, that's good news. Watch that's good news. Space. So, just in case you want to make content for a game that you don't even know what it is, <laughs> that's yet. what makes me laugh. Because I mean, the trouble is, what if you make something and find it's already in the game, or it's nothing like the game at all? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's a risky, it's a risky maneuver. Yeah, but maybe they don't know what the game looks like, and that's why they've done this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everyone will make their third-party products, and suddenly, uh, you, you, Johan Nor is he's, he's like, hmm, this one, that's a good idea. I'm having that. <laughs> yeah, just taking it. Chuck Ting releases RPG based erotica finally yes <clears throat> so uh, it seems that Chuck Tingle has been busy since we reviewed his RPG Tingle first four years ago mm-hmm. he's released a few supplements to the game that we definitely have to review but in mm. addition to this his latest novel my dungeon master is a T-Rex rules lawyer but fortunately I rolled a crit on the pound of my butt check <laughs> 
was recently released. Fortunately. Now, I think what we're going to do is we'll do an episode on this book. Yes. It's only 40 pages, and I think we'll go through the plot, yep. see if we like it, um, and maybe we'll call the episode The Greatest D&D Book Ever, ever written, written. yeah, or the worst, you know, it could go either way. Yep. But I'll just read you guys the back of the book, please, here, because we need to, you know, we need to know about this and uh, wet our listeners... appetites. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> I read it last night and it made me deeply horny, thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, yes, I was hungry. Um, <laughs> playing the fantasy role-playing game of devils and dragons is one of Henry's favourite pastimes. But the next session is going to be especially fun. His gaming group has found an exciting guest dungeon master who's known for his deep understanding of the rules, a T-Rex rules lawyer named Brim. But it soon appears that what Brim understands in the rulebook technicalities, he lacks in fun. This gaming session <laughs> is going to be a disaster. Fortunately, Henry knows just the thing to help this. T-Rex rules lawyer relax, hoping a hardcore gay encounter will help him understand the rule of cool is more fun. This erotic tale has 4,000 words of sizzling human on gay T-Rex dungeon master action, including... Well, I'm not going to say the rest of it, but it's, mm. uh, it's a bunch of sex acts followed oh, yeah. by and rules lawyer love. You've got to give it to Chuck. He knows his lingo. He does. He knows uh, rules. So lawyers, he must actually you know, be an RPG player. Yeah, he's got to be. We like speculated on this when we reviewed his book, but yeah. he's, he must actually. He knows play his shit yeah. because, yeah, uh, uh, as we all know, the best dungeon masters are gay T Rex men that pound you in the bum. Exactly. Yeah. Please, please. Um, but yeah, so um, that's already out. It's already out. Of course, so we'll Chuck. Do it as our next episode. If Chuck is anything, is prolific. Madly so. Because <laughs> the funny thing is, I, somebody shared this with me on Facebook, <clears throat> uh, because obviously you know they know me well. Yeah. And I, I was I was um, looking at it, and then I forgot the name of it when it came to doing the news, mm-hmm. right? So I was looking through his books, trying to be like, what the fuck was it called again? Because <laughs> obviously, if you're talking Chuck Tingle, Dungeon Master, yep. there, a lot of other things fall into that you category. <laughs> so I was looking through his books, and you know, he's got hundreds, like yeah. hundreds yeah. of fucking stories. And they're and all so well written. They, oh, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I've only read one. I read, um, what was it, Pounded in the Butt by a Space Raptor. Space or something. Raptor. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, classic stuff. I'll never forget the, uh, after doing that episode, I'm sure we got a comment coming going, thank God someone's fine finally done this like <laughs> really pleased that we had reviewed Jack yeah. Dingle do you remember well because it's the sort of thing you don't want to order to your house because <laughs> yeah. if, if somebody that you live with finds that but it was actually really good like it was a good game I think we Especially, made him rich um, yeah one of the monsters, the man with no eyes and oh, wieners for hair mate. yeah classic stuff <laughs> so good cheers Chuck stay classy stay classy man all right. Well, that is it for news. I mean, uh, that's the big stuff. That's the you big know, stuff. We don't sweat the small stuff here. <laughs> uh, to be perfectly honest, the news site, which I steal all the news from, mm-hmm. has now started doing wargaming. And uh, oh, dear. it's lost a lot of luster for me. But oh, yeah. No. Shall we get on to what we've been slaying? Yeah. What you slaying? Good. Uh, so yeah, we've been playing Deadlands. Goodbye. All right. See you later. Good. Tell us about it. Uh, right. So um, as the listeners may or may not remember, the um, Deadlands campaign we're playing at the moment is all about the uh, states in the US being merged with hell by the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And it's up to these guys to try and uh, lower the terror level in uh, each uh, territory of the US, of oh, which there clever. are 22. And uh, they've got to try and um, resurrect as many as, of them as they can before um, they fall. And before, you know, because the stuff is happening 
elsewhere in the US as they're doing that yep. shit. And they've already seen that, um, spoiler alert, Mexico has fallen because it's Dumb. part of the US in this setting. Yeah. And uh, while they were <clears throat> while they were sleeping, uh, Louisiana, all the way in the east, has also fallen. Shit. Um, uh, but they have saved Arizona, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've Mex- taken out a one horseman, haven't they? Yes, unknowingly, yep. but yeah, yep. they did do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going pretty well. But let me tell you about something I figured out. Uh, well, I haven't figured it out. Uh, Runehammer did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I wanna, I'm taking credit for it. <laughs> so he did a great um, live stream on YouTube, which was him talking about um, creating AI for monsters. Mm. And what he does is when he runs an encounter to make it completely fair, he kind of does these behavioral flow charts. It's like, am I below 50%? I'll leg it. Um, am I above fifty percent? And do I outnumber the enemy? I'm and fighting. Yeah. So yeah, he does things like cool. this and uh, gives um, an encounter with a beholder as as an example for this. Anyway, he goes through different techniques as well. And he says what you could do is just simply have everything on a random table and roll it, and you know that that will mean that it could be either really deadly or really easy. Yep. But he said if you want the deadliest, the deadliest possible one, get mm-hmm. somebody to guest star as the boss monster Ooh. for an evening. Yep. So my wife has been unwell recently and uh, was not in the happiest of moods. And I thought, well, to try and cheer her up, you know, she often wants to hang out with you guys. So I said, look, when you get back from your mum's, come in and mm-hmm. you control the big bag. Oh, oh, oh. oh, my. So long story short is that the the um, the um this whole mission was about this woman that had been infecting people with these... Uh, uh, prawn-like viruses that yeah. turn them into um, puppets, basically, mm-hmm. for her. And she they, they basically killed her, but then she explodes, becoming yeah. one of these giant worm creatures. <laughs> Millie came in, controlled the, the giant worm, and she... Well, let's put it this way. I'm My concern when I'm GMing is to create a fair, fun, challenging encounter. Yeah. She just wanted to kill people. Not this again. And she was laughing. <laughs> like she was. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, one of the players, he thought that we brought her in to just kill people. And yeah, he's yeah. like, "Well, fun, fun campaign, guys. I got really." What's angry. all that about? Um, she, she, um, yeah, does does like her harshest move on him straight away. Wow. Tries to block the exit, oh. and um, yeah, starts munching on people left, right, and centre. So two D twelve plus D six wow. with the raise. Yeah. Ryan goes down to three wounds. He's like nearly dead straight away. Yeah. She yeah. did a really good roll and she went, yep, I roll good. Yeah, and she was Ooh. like doing it in front of people as well and going, ha ha, yeah, when Fuck it was exploding. Yeah. It, and yeah, uh, so Runehammer is exactly right. Uh, if you want a deadly encounter, but it's going to be one where the players are on the edge of their seats. So essentially, um, what this what this uh, ended up doing was that it meant that obviously they didn't save the day because they couldn't fight this fucking thing because yep. it was way yeah. too harsh so they escaped wow yeah, and catapulted us out of there pretty much <laughs> yes. so you left it behind we had to and right. Mexico has now merged it's with the hell it, hell realm called <laughs> oh, the battlefield in shit. Deadlands and it's now in a state of constant war and plagued by monsters I said at the game if you've ever seen the film Cabin in the Woods yeah and the, you know the end of that film oh, yeah. that's yeah. what Mexico is <laughs> like now brilliant <laughs> so it, they, they completely fucked it and oh, one of the shit. characters died there as well Who's? so it was um, Sean's character Jansen oh, he was a no. Texas Ranger anyway he died before yeah before he died before that fight thankfully yeah. okay. so now he's playing the priest O'Shea oh of course he is yeah that's right but anyway they, they go back to town and uh, they, they, they go back to Ar- a tombstone Arizona where their dad lives mm-hmm. and they've all set up like a surprise party and they've got this bunting that says congratulations on saving Mexico and all of this 
And um, like, um... The, the dad sort of comes out, and just to give you his recent experience is that they've been their their family home has been burnt down. He got gangrene and had his arm amputated. That's right. Yeah. His wife has died, <laughs> and he and then but his kids have come back from Mexico, and he kind of he looks around all the play characters who are his children, and he's just like, "It's so good to see you, man." Oh man! And and, and then he's uh, James's character's like, "Daddy, uh, I've got to tell you that." Mexico was falling. He's like, listen, that's terrible, but I'm just glad to see all my kids. Where's Jensen? I love that guy. <laughs> and James kept on trying to interrupt. He was like, yeah, but... Uh, 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 and I was just like, oh, man, where is he? He's probably, he's probably getting me a present. Love that boy so much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, he took the news of the death quite badly. Started... Um, they had this barbecue go and he started swinging like flaming log at the crowd and the characters had to subdue him and then he just took a bottle of whiskey and went back to his house and was just oh. like don't nobody follow me and now he's yeah. like in a deep depression you know, lying in his own sick on the floor and yeah like, I had to put a ban on uh, alcohol being served to him in the, in the town which everyone's agreed to because <laughs> yeah, yeah. our uncle went blind from drinking too much moonshine which mm. is what he's getting on oh, and his eyes were a bit shit. fuzzy in the morning when I yep. caught him with sick on himself and I was like you hey, ain't doing that yourself. Get your shit together. Like, yeah, Uncle, they're... don't you fucking no, encourage him either. And he's like, well, he's supposed to clean up all his slurs on the floor. Because <laughs> um, their dad is now the carer for his cousin right. who, who, who went blind because of moonshine. <laughs> but there, yeah, it wasn't all doom and gloom, although this is a mostly kind of serious game that we're playing. Mm. One of the things was... Um, I thought it was kind of cool was that on the way back from Mexico so this woman that was doing all of this um, these weird experiments she's a weird scientist mm. and I'm trying to make weird scientists actually like scary weird yeah. science rather than the steampunk thing it was mm-hmm. before so um, one of her creations is this uh, automaton type thing that runs off <laughs> ghost rock and they uh, recruited him onto their side he was, he was um, a threshing machine that had gone out to um, gather food yeah and obviously Mexico got fucked and he was just like where's my master <laughs> yeah so we, we talked to him and then uh, convinced him just to come with us because um, he'd have a better time and we can actually show him the world because he only knows Mexico and only knows what his She's master told him to do. Right. has explicitly okay. said so doesn't know realistically what's right and wrong right. and they were they had this cool plan they were going to like bandage him up so because ghost rock and infernal devices are illegal yeah. right and it's a hangable offence yeah. so they were going to wrap him up in bandages give him a nice wide brimmed hat and a coat <laughs> and stuff like this that is a bur- yeah. burn victim My, and one of the funny Brilliant. thing was is that um, he when they were going in their wagon they were like listen nobody can, in town can see you get in the back and he just stood in it and then his feet just immediately went goosh through the floor because he's like <laughs> so he weighs like two tons anyway Brilliant. so um, it, there is um, there was a point where we were doing downtime and James's character Red she said she wanted to build a wall between Arizona and Mexico and yes of course we made that real life comparison yeah, yeah. But, but it was to keep monsters out not Mexicans <laughs> they're fine it's the monsters so the Red takes uh, the, the robot who they named Human Shield for some reason <laughs> <laughs> to, to the nearest um, quarry to try and smash up some stones to, to build the wall, right? And uh, he, he rolls a one. Uh, oh, human his, shield. Yeah, human shield does. <laughs> he rolls a one, and then obviously because he's a wild card, he doesn't have a. Uh, he's not a wild card. He doesn't have a wild die. So James has to confirm the correct fail, and he rolls the d8 again. Comes up another one. <laughs> He gets crushed underneath the weight oh, no! dying yeah. immediately. And this is like the best loot they've probably got in the whole game. Yeah. And then, yeah, then uh, one thing James James's character notices is that as Human Shield gets crushed, loads of blood comes out of it. Yeah. Actual, so there was like actual red blood. There was someone yeah. inside of it, basically. Oh, no. Like, like she had she had like modded Bonded somebody. A yeah. Person, yeah. Yeah. She yeah. Cyborged so, them up. Poor Human Shield. 
I know. So he's he's yeah. I mean that lasted about ten minutes. Where's he under the rocks now? He's, yeah, he's just he's, buried outside of town in a quarry. He's never been found again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you explain that to everyone? Ah, uh, we kind of brushed it off. <laughs> no, yeah, they they, they, they they didn't. They they essentially were just like I don't know. Okay, human shield's gone, guys. Let's go on a train. <laughs> so their um their strategy is now what they were doing is they said they were going to go to um where Louisiana has fallen mm-hmm. what they want to do is go back out east and kind of create a barrier of saved places yeah, to make right. it so that you know like save a bunch of territories around that one push that so front that, line back yes yeah. exactly gotcha. so they went to El Paso in Texas mm-hmm. where people are dying mm-hmm. of some disease right and the mayor, uh, all of the all of the townspeople, they believe that it's this priest that's just come to town that has infected them with some disease, right? right? So, uh, but they look up the hill and they've come smack bang into the middle of a fight. Loads of Pinkertons and mercenaries have been hired to um, protect the mayor's massive, massive house where he's keeping the priest. Yeah. And the rebels and all the city folk, they say that they want uh, they want the priest given mm. to them by midnight. To face justice, or right. they're gonna um, set off a bunch of secret caches of explosives they've got all around the town. <laughs> nice. So obviously these guys come smack bang into the fucking middle of it and start investigating, and they find out that the priest is honestly too stupid to have even thought to poison the people. Yeah. But everyone's dying. It's like a massive plague. So they've started <laughs> investigating it. Yeah. They go. They're going around the mayor's house. Like Red is questioning the fucking maid yeah, and all dressed, of this. The rest of us are dressed up as priests. I'm dressed up as a nun. <laughs> Yeah, because they so they could try and get yeah, through the wall nice. of mercenaries, yeah. and um, they find out that one of the maids uh, had supposedly gone out, uh, snuck out to do a con- uh, confession at the local church, and came back with a fucking disease. So these guys are like, "Well, what, what goes on at a confession that could give somebody a disease?" <laughs> yeah, they do some investigating and find out that she actually went to the pub. Uh, that she was she was lying. Okay, and um, yeah, their current thought is mm. that, that they're dredging water up from somewhere that's been infected with ghost rock fever basically right okay yeah. so next session they, they basically went to the bar and they see that people are drinking these beers yeah. and getting like and there's a drought on at the minute <laughs> yeah so got, some, got, somehow beer is dishing out for free wow yeah, and uh, somehow the uh, yeah the the, the um people up in the mayor's house they've got buckets of water that they're using to make food oh, yeah. and tea and things like this so what's yeah. the barkeep saying well, they sort of, um, yeah. they were very standoffish mm-hmm. and were just like, hey, don't worry about it. Here's a free Have drink. a free beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was very, uh, he brushed us off okay. a few times. Just be like, oh, don't, don't ask about it. So yeah. something's fishy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Possibly Excellent. literally. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so that's where we're at. Wicked. Deadland. So they're trying to save El Paso in Texas at the moment. And, uh, Fucking awesome. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully goes well. R.I.P. Human Shield. Yeah, rip in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, obviously, uh, Nick, your alien game. We had yes. to postpone it. Yes, we which did. was gutting. I know. You uh, well, there was a situation going on with your job, and yep. you were busy. But yep. are, are we going to play it again? Absolutely. Please? It was funny actually. I was just about to um, say we're getting that books back in, so I'm hoping to uh, do it next. Probably next week, if people can. Yeah, join, get back me. on there. So yeah, we was at a point where basically we're um, trying to get back to the ship because. Uh, breathing apparatus has been damaged and one of the one of the party members is, is rapidly losing air I mean it was a bad cliffhanger to, to leave it on yeah. seeing as there's been a longer gap between the games mm-hmm. we're like 
somebody might die. Yeah, and, and, and we're uh, still wondering. Yeah, so we we fought an alien, and uh, yeah, now now one of our it's one of our helmets got some has acid, been cracked. Got some acid yeah. on the old on the old uh, helmet. So and yeah. not the fun kind. No, the bad kind. <laughs> the bad acid. Um, yeah, really good game. Really enjoying it. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll get, get back that, into it. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yes, get that yes, back please. Yeah, sorry, yes, guys. please. Well, I love that game. Messing with my mind. So um, I yeah, we also talk about gets. Yes, yes, yes. Podcast, and uh, obviously, I've been uh, buying a couple of buying up a thing, couple of things for Warlock, mm. which is a sort of old school retro clone of classic nineteen ninety five Warhammer. Warhammer, yeah, and, cla- and like like old school British role playing games. Now, I'm going to hand you this stuff. book. So Ooh. if you if you take a look, what the presentation of the book inside is supposed to bring back memories of when you know when like like say for example western gunfight games yep. like this yep. when it was people with a typewriter and a photocopy yeah. putting these things out and they were circulated mainly among other wargaming groups and it was like a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy yes <laughs> yeah. so this is why that book has the has this sort of look to it where it looks yeah. like it's been typed up and the art it's not, it's not too bad actually it's, it's neat it, but it's it means that, that font. the um, yes yeah yeah it's, it's quite easy to read it is well yeah exactly but the funny thing is it's a lot of people didn't like that presentation what? despite the fact I think it's kind of cool I like it the only thing the only way I would say that in in a certain aspect is that the art looks better than the art did back then mm. so I think if they had more crude drawings to go uh, with the yeah, look, it would be better because the art is amazing the art is really good yeah. but yeah. that's what led them to create a revised version called Ooh. Warlock Traitors Edition it's no like way. you're a traitor you're leaving behind the original so um, no yeah, they've, they've re- redone it with a new presentation so they've got a, it's a, the first one is uh Sort of uh, got a slight yellow tinge, and then the trade edition is, is yeah, it's red. A red one. Okay, so all oh, right, yeah. So the font's completely different, but it's like it's like if you want a more modern look, then you go for Traitors edition. Yeah, but it's I also see. because of the way it's it's the rules are exactly the same, but they've kind of pared it down a little bit. Like the page count is lower because mm-hmm. of. Uh, the, oh, the font as well. Yeah, the more yeah. efficiency of the space. The art's being cool. Used. Look, there's a bit of art that runs through every page. This kind of yeah, it's platform nice. type thing. But yeah, it's cool. I oh, don't mind art. the original presentation. I think no. it's kind of cool. But yeah. I mean, the fact they did it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's quite. I think know. it's good. Good that they did the the traitors edition. But uh, yeah. So it's, it's, okay, so you don't need the traitors edition. <laughs> No, not at all. It's not even an update of the rules. It, it, all the words and everything is exactly It's just the like, same. all right, you lot. Fuck yeah, here we go, you fucking are. traitors. <laughs> Have that. I quite like the fact that they called it traitors edition. Yeah, so oh, right. no, it's cool. That's that's a, yeah. It's like, we're going to do it, and we're going to put a lot of effort into it, but we're going to get a little little jibe in there as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I wanted another rule book to have a table copy, yeah. so I thought I'd just buy this. But yeah, it's cool. And the game is really decent, and it's like, instead of using the D100 for percentile rolls, like original Warhammer mm. does, instead all of your skills go up in increments of what would be 5%, so you just use a D20. Okay, so nice. That's, but you could convert it. When are we going to try it out? Soon. Yes. Uh, well, I was thinking of running uh, Terror in Talibine, with Warlock yes. and finally actually finishing that campaign. <laughs> oh mate, that was but that would be amazing. Cool fucking campaign. But that is it for what we've been slaying. Ooh. Oh yeah, you traitors! You traitors! <laughs> so, shall we do the main subject? Do it. Main subject: ma- magic. Main subject: Tokyo. Main subject. subject. So yeah, today's main subject comes from you. By is sponsored by Dettol. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping things clean. 
yeah, so um, we, uh, I did have another plan for this episode, but unfortunately, yeah, my wife has recently gone into hospital pending an operation, mm. and my son is uh, deeply selfish uh, <laughs> and requires a lot of attention. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what we're doing today is we're going to solve the entire world's RPG problems. Here we go. So we've asked our listeners to send in their RPG problems, and we're going to solve them Agony Aunt style. Oh, dear, so dear, when, dear. I, when I say the, the whole world, I assume... That everyone has the same problems yeah. as our of fans, yeah, and also our fans spread a span across the whole world. Yeah, that's oh, true. Do. That is they very do. True. One of them's in Russia. Yeah, yeah. so confirmed. So take that, everyone who ever doubted me. <laughs> um, Ace, he says, I slept with two of my players, and I want to hook up with another. Is this a bad thing? <laughs> also, do I give the best? Fuck extra XP. I hate fuck as a verb. It really, I don't like it. So the, he actually said later on that he was lying. He actually only slept with one, but they shortly thereafter left the group. Whoa. So oh. he slept with one. They mm-hmm. left the group, mm-hmm. and he fancies one of the other ones. <laughs> and he's like, "Should I do it?" <laughs> well, that's you, that's the problem he's got. If you're not <clears throat> tied down to any uh, other prior engagements, then why the heck not? But I well, would. I, I do agree. But that. if he's done such a poor performance then that they have to leave out of sheer embarrassment mm. well then I would say keep your gaming and your love life bedroom gaming separate yes separate so 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 yeah so you know you don't want to be oh yeah because you don't want to start like flirting the heartstrings around the oh, table oh yeah you've got the best loot now for no reason well, well that's the, that's like there's going to be some bias if, if I got you... wind of that I'd be like oh yeah fine oh yeah that. and you see there's the that player starts getting preferential treatment yep yeah you know what's going on. To make up for the terrible, terrible performance. But how do you put that right as a player that's not getting preferential treatment? Do you start giving the eye to the DM? Yeah, or you've do got, you leave? You, you, you turn out next game. And you're like, with a lipstick bunch of flowers. On, yeah. Your lipstick's on. Your makeup's <laughs> You're dressed a bit more, you know, you know provocatively. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. it. Uh, Arsonous oh. chaps. I think what we need, we do need a bit more <laughs> detail, though, because <laughs> the thing is, the person left. Right. And I wonder... But he, he clearly believes that to be relevant to the fact that they slept together because otherwise he wouldn't have included. Mm. <laughs> so either he gave a bad performance, the other guy started crying afterwards or something. Um, but I don't know. We don't know. I think I agree with you, Nick. You've got to keep them separate mm. because otherwise, as James rightly said, that guy's going to start getting preferential treatment. You won't even know you're doing it, mm-hmm. but you might. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just think, yeah, keep it separate. Especially if players are starting to leave, you're going to end up with no group left. You have to again. fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. You have to fuck yourself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, uh, just, just, just keep just it. Just keep out. it clean, will ya? Keep it in your pants. Because it's not a game. <laughs> All right. Solved. Can we get like a nice ding? Let me find something. Oh. oh, I meant just do it with your mouth. Ding. Ding. Oh, wait. This house is clean. Perfect. All right, Sid the Squid. He says, my main RPG problem is that I don't have enough time to spend playing RPGs. Where can I get more time? Can I order it from Amazon? <laughs> no. Uh, you see, it's quite simple. Uh, make it. You can't make time, you James. Can. What about if you game around a black hole? Which expands time. Then, yeah. So technically, you'll be you'll have enough players because you'll be playing with you and your past self and In- your future. Infinite times. Right. I think we we've, we've sussed it out. We no no. But how do no. you get in the cl- cl- close to a black hole, Nick? Uh, with your imagination. No, oh. it's not game. Not gay. What you what you could do is like maybe one night a week mm-hmm. instead of sleep. You could game. 
Yeah, go to that coffee shop. Yes, mate. But I think I think um, I sort of have this problem as well because there was a point in my life where I was running like three sessions a week. But I think the easiest. I know also I'm a serial hobbyist. Mm. I have a new hobby every month. Yeah, right? and I think that um, the way I sort of made time for GMing and like for prepping games and reading rule books is by sort of letting other activities fall by the wayside a little bit. Oh, yeah. I don't play nearly as many video games as I used to. Yeah, I don't watch any telly anyway, really, except for absolute trash yeah. in the evening. But then it's like, so I kind of, that's probably my best answer. Now, if you're an adult, you've got kids, mm. you've got a wife, she's, ah, I'm wash it up. You know, all of this. <laughs> like, it can be really hard. Yeah. But if you, if you kind of, you've got to let a couple of other things go. Like work. Like work. That's a good I one. I mean, that's worked for me. That's, <laughs> I was going to say, why don't, uh, you know, do a bit of work. If well, you can I, get away I would say this, because one of the biggest things is if you're prepping a lot, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it does happen, and prep could just be reading books for research, yeah. watching TV shows, anything like this. Try to get it in where you can to save on that time. That's it. For example, draw maps at work. There you go. Take notes at work because when your yeah, boss read comes books past, slash listen to the audiobook versions whilst you're doing the laundry or on your way to yeah. and from work. Good idea. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Use your phone for note taking so you don't always because you know some people think right I have to be sat at my computer when I'm in the mood to be doing like prep work and need this that, and the other if you're a bit tight for time use your phone for notes you can do it on the, yeah, on the bus I, you, you do, do have do enough do time like but you've got, you've got to you've get that it that like get it in yeah. in those yeah. little moments there of you course go. when you're actually playing that's going to be four hours completely yeah, set aside that's exactly but it. then you're not going to be spending your whole week also setting aside time to prep to read mm-hmm. things like this you squeeze just in a little ten minutes here a little half mm-hmm. hour there before you know it you've Put four although, hours in a week on it. Although yeah. we are exactly, ass- we are assuming that the problem is to GM, not attend. Ah, uh, well, yeah, so that's a good point. So, yeah, I, I, but I guess if you've got loads of games that you want to play, I mean, well, I've got nothing for you, mate. I mean, you re- <laughs> what you've really got to do in that particular case, you have to, is- we have to do regimented. That's why we've lasted for so long. Yes, so we- it's always Thursday, mm-hmm. always yeah. seven pm. Mm-hmm. My wife knows it. Yeah, and it's it doesn't come out of the blue. I'm not like oh. By the way, we've got this game. We, she we always knows this. Thursday yeah. every. Even my mother-in-law. She when yeah. when my wife went into hospital, she said, "What are you doing? Are you going to have games night here then?" And I'm like, <laughs> "She knows that it's every yeah. Thursday." Games you night. Know what I mean? Nothing like, stops for games night. Nothing stops. It, I mean, I could be. It could be my own funeral, and, and I would you still attend. You're yeah. going again. Yeah, I'd right. love like um, some really heavy metal dice at this tombstone. See if it cracks. Yeah. Oh, cool! I've got a tomb. <laughs> that's that's great news. <laughs> the tombstone. Oh, okay. All right. Tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah. So as so as so we. So our solution this. is you've got you've got to you've got to take the time within pockets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if if you're if you're talking about playing and you want to do loads of games, yeah, the, sacrifice the, hobbies and set your dates. Set the dates. Make it regimented. Set your dates. But also, uh, just pick the best games. Don't have a huge playing group either. No, more I'll people, more what. time that gets taken up when yeah. this stuff gets done. Yeah, do a do a three player one, mm-hmm. and then you'll get through much, much, much more story yeah. per session. Yeah, now, yeah, that's a and that's then change game quicker because yes. you're not you know taking three episodes just to get them out of the just first to buy town. A, a length of rope. Untermen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, we solved it. Solved. solved. Okay. <laughs> Yay! Right, there you go. Untermensch. Yes. He says, My main RPG problem right now is determining when it's appropriate to introduce gaming into my daughter's and subsequently my other children's life. Ooh. As soon as possible. Yeah, well, I, I agree. 
because we do know somebody who's gamed since he was like six you know phil yeah right? and it's because his dad introduced him to it and it just became a thing mm-hmm. it's in their household they're all D D players that's right? right so it works i i wonder though and i don't know if this is like a bad idea or not but i wonder if you introduce somebody to it very early on does it end up being a thing they did when they were a kid do you know what i mean i think you can do like so so i'm kind of like slowly introducing my niece to it because mm. her imagination's starting to get to a point now where you know you know when kids just make up stuff on the mm-hmm. fly as they're walking and talking and it's actually quite interesting and you're like well can you imagine actually putting something around it that makes it interesting with dice rolling yes so i got a simple map out she got her toys um and we had the most basic encounter in the world which was basically you know what do you want to do the, the plan was to take some stones or you know magic stones whatever let them decide what the story is to keep mm. them interested but then all you do is say right if you want to do that let's roll these cool dice get them to pick if you've got lots of different dice they're colourful they're interesting obviously we're talking like five and up like yeah, so they're yeah, just yeah, going to yeah, try yeah. and eat it um, but when they get to a point where they understand it a little bit more you can really spark their imagination even more by just adding a few game mechanics. Not a proper game. I'm, I'm, I'm just to add, it was literally a small encounter where we got to draw. But, you, a map but it together, gets there. It gets pick some coloured dice. She got to use her toys as minis, but she understood the how it works. Like it's a game. Yeah. Exactly. Like and, it's, and it's like playing pretend but with rules. Exactly. Now I will say that's a very nice answer, Nick. However, you have completely ignored the question was when to introduce. So I would say when they start when they start when they start really using their imagination. Yeah, that's when. Yeah. So you need to decide when. So if your kids like not got no imagination, I mean, some kids never do. If your nothing. kids are a bit, you know, <laughs> you know um, bit simple, just bit. don't want to do nothing, <laughs> <laughs> then you know maybe wait a little bit. But if they're talking about dragons and flying and princesses and whatever well, it is, what I do with my niece old, who's five is I um, bought a fantasy story dice. Nice, yeah. And I was playing that with her for yeah. like an hour and she loved it. And then what I said to her, oh, um, when she was going to come round, she said to me, um, oh, can we play that game again? And I was like, I've got one even better actually. It's Wicked. called Dungeons and Dragons. You can play a princess <laughs> with a sword. And she was like, oh my God, I want to play. That's what I want to play. So yeah, I reckon I reckon about five. Yeah, and five's I, a good I, age. I think James, I do agree with you a little bit. It should be as soon as possible. Mm. Well, just because it, it feeds their imagination. It really it does. allows them to think oh, out of the box yeah. a bit more. Because, you know, there, there's a lot that um, like I hate media and the influence it has on kids yeah mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot that it like it really destroys so if they're allowed or you give them a, a space where they can um, interact with their own imagination mm. and someone else's you know where you're trying to create a really fun interesting well, it's and really, wild it's story it's a wholesome and yeah. um, like uh, I don't know like brain nourishing thing yeah, to do totally. in an age where kids are bloody watching Paw Patrol or Sliz tablets squad. go yeah. lesson about go or whatever if they want to go read it if they want to go down the reading road and they really like books and stuff just give them a pick your own adventure book yeah that's a that's a good place to get started actually <laughs> yeah. to be fair Choose your own adventure. yeah as soon as yeah. possible yeah. so uh, go and wake my son up I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna let's just throw dice at him <laughs> <laughs> that's okay no let's not do that come on no the soft ones oh yeah 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 that's yeah, fine the soft ones uh, ties oh, anyway solved solved, <laughs> solved. ties a man he says my main RPG problem is trying to get my players to be less dependent on me as a GM how can I help them engage with the game enough to bother to remember the rules <laughs> wait what <laughs> no do you know do you let's know what I mean like like he, like let's he's got a table of people so there's oh, a guy in our say, group he's called got a Ryan. table of Ryan's yes yeah. because our uh, one of our players Ryan 
He's never learned the rules. He's never learned. He's not there for that. No, he's, he's not there for that. But he, his imagination is fantastic. Yes, and he's stuff that he and his role play is brilliant, and he's there to have fun. <clears throat> here's but what. Here's my um, hot learn. take on this Tizer man. Um, I, the the problem here is not that your players are uh, don't read the rules. The problem is is that's not what they find fun, mm. right? So why would you want to force them to do something they don't want to do? Yeah. Ultimately, yeah, just make it a bit easier for them to understand a couple mechanics and then yep. it's done. Mm. One thing uh, you could do um, is there's some great things with the DCC. Um, like a guy made all these little character cards oh, yeah. and it says, you're a cleric. Here's what you can do at first level and, mm-hmm. uh, and just put those in front of people. Because yeah. there's Cause, lots of stuff where like um, for uh, level leveling up, it's mm. got on the sheets like in D&D 5e, they've got sheets that really help you. Yeah, yeah, I, I downloaded the Bard sheet. Yeah, so it means your leveling up process is really quick, and it's got all the info on there. Yeah, yeah, so you just tick a box, whatever. Decent. It's well good. Um, yeah, so definitely like little handouts like that, because in DCC as well, like, and is a good example, and with Five E, because sometimes characters have abilities. Uh, loads of abilities and then it's up to the GM to remember all of them Ooh, yeah. and somebody might say to you if you're like a bard it's like how does vicious mockery work again or whatever like, yeah. or in, in DCC it's like what's what's this disapproval mechanic again yeah. Um, yeah. you know things like this so I think cards yeah little, little handout cards yeah cards and also really good. Um, a few cheat sheets yes right you know, I mean even, even the race calculator for uh, Savage Worlds is fun because you've got a visual aid that shows you how to um, you know what, what how, how many raises you get quickly and also the what about the dice mat that Ryan loved just tells you where to put oh, your dice yeah. yeah it's just a little mat that you can print out and you, it tells you you put each dice because he can never remember which dice but the, l- listen players going to engage with your game in the way they want to engage with it, mm. and you can't force the no, like you rules have onto to, people. You have to, um, you have to compromise to them, not yes, them to you. Not really. the other way yeah, around. Because yeah. if, if they're there, they're making yeah. the time to be there. They want to, they want to enjoy your game and your story, and you know that you meet them in the middle. I guess. Yeah, I mean, but being a good GM is tailoring to people with different yeah, play styles, totally. you know? and like that to me is a play style choice mm-hmm. they want they're, they're probably more role play puzzly mm-hmm. people or even if they are just into the fighting maybe it's they like the narration of the fighting they like all of this stuff but it's like what they ultimately want you to do is just go here's what you need to roll yeah you yeah. have this ability whatever and if also, it's the same thing keeps coming up over and over again like you said write them down put yeah. them on the front of your DM screen so it's right there for them or also, uh, you know have sex with them <laughs> and then they'll leave <laughs> exactly That's although I'm, um, I'm, I'm I'm going to read between the lines and say, and here, the the question was that they're not engaging enough. Yeah. Um, I would simply just ask the players what they would like from the table game. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Because if, if you if you so if I'm going to put assumptions in and they're sort of sitting there maybe um, chatting, but whilst table games going on or on their phones and stuff, because I know that does happen with so many games, but mm. we're very militant at our table mm. but that does happen if you mean that then you, well I to be honest I, I, you I, need I, to make the game more engaging in that case yeah well I, I don't, I'm not sure it's that, it's that but oh, if yeah, it I hope is, it's not yeah I think it's that they are constantly asking him I don't know, what does my fireball spell do again mm. yeah like just go, and like Nick said invest in some cards mm-hmm. so yeah. I've got the Savage World spell cards right yeah. and I uh, buy the D&D ones yeah. hand them out to your players so. yeah. yeah it's really nice them having it and also you find that um, when they're making choices they will like read them a Look lot and then now more. the guys at the table who have them they know what they are by by the, the name but they'll still refer to it when they do 
do their role, yeah. but it's very, very valuable now. I'm just going to yeah. check on my son. Tell him about what Ryan does with the bloody spell cards. He's an idiot. Oh, it's quite funny. <laughs> he so eats um, he eats them. <laughs> no, it's it's um, it's really funny. So Ryan has some spell cards, and what he actually does is uh, when he wants to use them, he tries to hand them to he Harrison. Tries to hand them to <laughs> like every single time. Them. Yeah, he's, he's like, right, I'm using this piece, mate. And, I, and like probably two times a game, I just go, Ryan, you don't need to hand yeah, me the spell. Yeah, That's just so you know what it that. does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Yeah, you can do that. I know what it does. You shouldn't have. You should go, right, spent. So, I mean, that is an example of a player who is not engaging with the rules so much that he doesn't even know how... <laughs> that, that he shouldn't hand me his spell cards. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, uh, it's, it's it's a difficult one, but you just have to meet them on their level. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And if they're enjoying the game, that's good. That's the if good they're thing. not engaging with the rules, just, yeah, put some play aids down. Mm-hmm. Solved? Solved. Solved. Bargle the infamous. He says, what do you do with the player who wants to invite his girlfriend to join the group? Tell him no. Tell him no. Literally no, please. We had a no wives policy, um, although Millie joined us the other day, but it was ex- special guest appearance. Yes. Um, the trouble is, is uh, like, and, and this this sounds like very uh, sexist and all this stuff, but but it's it's not actually because we've done lots of other games, but it's it's like it's your own time, and if the more you invest with your significant others, unless you are a, a group of significant others, yeah, right? yeah. This is, let's make it very explicit. That's clear. true. Yeah, that's we we different. our game started off just just with us lot, and mm-hmm. the significant others have uh, come and gone for some of us, um, and others have had uh, long term relationships, etc. Mm-hmm. But. Um, we've. It's like it's now turned into boys' night, right? For us, mm. it's well, boys well night. it is. But if, if say for example, there was a girl to join the group, that would be fine. Mm. It's not a sexist yeah. thing. It's but just it's no like, a no partners rule. Yeah. yeah. Unless if, if one of us was game. with a if one of us was with a bloke, the rule would still apply. To exactly. That yeah. Exactly that. Um, because uh, one of James's exes, uh, who was horrible, mm. uh, once yeah. sat down at the table and went, "Can oh, I play?" And we God. all just went silent. Do you yeah, remember? Yeah, we were like, on the spot. We did. I was a dope. Because as much as I think, I think our partners, mm-hmm. us three, yeah. would our partners would be very good role players. Yeah. yeah. The the policy is there for because, uh, for example, uh, let's say Ryan and Sean's previous girlfriends, <laughs> the, our other two players, listeners, if they were to come anywhere near the table, it would be a fucking disaster. <laughs> yeah, but also at the same time, it's just um, they're... The, the table game and the and the group that you have it's a safe space mm. and um, for the other people make may make them feel uncomfortable because to be honest when we're at the table game we are fucking weird pricks we get it's each true. other because we understand we've been friends for X amount of time we see yeah, each yeah. other every week for over seven years now yeah right and so we know like each other intimately from a role playing perspective mm-hmm. like our Humor, significant others with, yeah because yeah, like, there's there's certain at the jo- at the table if we are playing a game where jokes are allowed there's sort of very few things we levels. won't joke about yeah. right? but then there's very, there's a lot of jokes i wouldn't joke in front of my wife oh god no that I would no, at no. the table yeah never in a million years do you know what I mean so yeah. it's like it kind of allows freedom with you to like let your hair down and yeah. be the, the the character that you're that you're playing now I like what James said though because 
if it is a situation where a significant other is really keen to get into the hobby, that shouldn't be stopped. But how yeah. cool would that One be shot. if you did have you a couple? You start a new group. You start yeah. a new group or you had a couple group where it's like, okay, well, there's a couple of other, other halves that are interested. Why don't we yeah. have a separate game yeah. where we can come as couples? Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's cool. Or a one-shot where everyone can get involved. The or, thing is, like, well, we've well, done the, quite the a is, few um, events where they are a bunch of one-shots and mm. had loads of randos and loads of um, couples join. Yeah. yeah and, and that's, that's really And that's absolutely yeah, cool, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely say If it's your regular gaming group, just stick it to what else is going on. If, mm-hmm. if you're all couples and yeah, let them join. And they if all want to join. That's then, different, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, then you start up a different game. Yeah, essentially. I think so. I think so, so I think I think that is somewhat solved. Uh, he says she may or may not be particularly interested, and it's going to screw up the group dynamics. So yeah. Oh right. I well, think, you've already said it. You've already said it. So Just, why do they want to come then? I I imagine it's a player's girlfriend. Hmm. Do a one shot to, to let her see what it's about to understand what you do ah and make it intentionally awful (laughs) (laughs) she'll never want to play again solved do you bang done I want a backstory from you and I want it in five minutes and you've got to do it in front of the whole group yeah and and what you've got to do is just be the exact stereotype that people think RPGs are just (laughs) magic missile bring out out the full get the book out don't wash for a good couple of weeks (laughs) no deodorant right so make loads of jokes about her being a woman. Yeah. Uh, just be like, um, you, you know, well, I'm not going to say it, but yeah, do that. Go full misogynistic, sexist, fat neckbeard prick, <laughs> and they will never want to play again. Cheesy Doritos and, and Mountain Dew everywhere. Yeah, and and yeah, you get the cheesy, you do cheese in your beard, all, all around your mouth. And be picking up people's pencils with Speak, cheesy don't, fingers. Don't clean your teeth for a good week as well. Yeah, get right up in her face. Right, make like, sure you bring your shit off from home. To yeah. The game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you have a shit sock as well. I thought that was just me. No. <laughs> <laughs> solved? Yep, solved. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> so um, I do have a story, actually, very quickly before yeah. we move on to the next bit, because we actually got into the same situation with this recently. Where, fuck me. We're I living mean, this. We've, got, we've really got to talk around this. And I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to mention anyone by name. So we've got a player at the table. I won't say his name, but let's say... Call him Tabuscus. <laughs> So Tobuscus um, has recently had his girlfriend move in with him. Girl- girlfriendish. Girlfriend. Well, it's a sort of semi-girlfriend. Life she, companion. She treats him as if they're in a relationship, but she is also having sex with a man she met she's, on Imager, who's forty-eight. She's a what's the word? Polygamist. Yeah, she's a she's Moron? polyamorous. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, polyamorous. Or um, yeah, so essentially, one of our players is a cuck. But she, as you can probably tell, right, she is not very nice. She's mm. not very nice to him. Well, she's sucking the energy out of him. To That's what Madden Not yeah. in a good way. That's what Madden Yeah, she's not, su- she's not doing the right type of sucking. Let's put it... Yeah. No, she probably is. But anyway, the point is, is that she... She's changing him. She's not very nice. She's changing him for the worse. Mm. And she is uh, just one of the most opinionated SJW types. Oh, God. And I actually think, deep down, she seems really nice. But however, she's not at the moment. Right. Anyway, so um, it was my brother's birthday recently and Tabuscus and his girlfriend were there. And, uh, yeah, Ryan, uh, one of our players, he came in to meet us at the restaurant, sits down and she just goes, sorry, you have to sit next to me. Like this, all feeling sorry for herself. And Ryan's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. You you know, you seem nice. And then she was just like, well, you don't want me in your group. Don't put people on the spot. Oh, I what? know. Because uh, I, said, I uh, forgot that that happened. No, but, I but, there, but. What you have to remember is that it, her joining the group was never really on the cards. No. He asked once, right? And I just said, look, it's not my group. It's all of our groups. Mm. So I posted it to the team. Everyone said no because it breaks the rule. Mm-hmm. And then that was that. 
right? Mm-hmm. He never pitched it to her. He, he was just wondering. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. If, they, they didn't have a discussion. He just thought, oh, well, maybe it would be a nice idea. And we're like, it's a nice idea, but not one for us. Don't no. Work. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've been in, we, we were in this situation. And I don't know where she got the idea of joining us from, but somehow she has. And I was saying to Nick outside, where we're having a cigarette, it's like, the, what's the best case scenario there? Because either we're going to say, oh, yeah, but we do want you to join, and you know full well we don't, so you've wormed, <laughs> wormed your way into a group that doesn't like you, or I'm going to say to your face, no, we don't want you to join. Yeah. Either one is And then I feel one. bad. She's, oh, it's just weird, man. It is weird. It it's, is just, weird. It's, just, it's just, yeah, really, really bizarre. And she went on a big rant about Weatherspoons as well that annoyed me, but well, we'll uh, save that for another day. I love Weatherspoons. I know, yeah. I know. <clears throat> But um, she believes basically uh, the untrue things that were proven to be untrue that the the Weatherspoons guy didn't pay his staff during oh, lockdown, right, yeah. and he actually did. He and did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they actually they actually put a whole pamphlet out, didn't they? Do you remember that like debunked every yeah, single yeah, yeah. news article? Yeah. And they showed the retractions that yeah. all of the news guys yeah. put. So, but it's like, oh well, you've read the headline, you've made up your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing fucking... changing in there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I feel your bargle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just you've got to have a strict no partners policy I think so yeah unless the, the 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 couple are joining as a couple straight away can you imagine having a dual gm couple oh, the awful, oh. oh and they start they start they start bickering as well <laughs> all the opposite yeah oh. they, both their heads just go down behind the screen and he's, <laughs> he, no, see he, him for a bit. Just, <laughs> no one one of their heads goes down behind oh. the screen oh no and the gm's like so give me a d- 20 <laughs> <laughs> But it's a glass table. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. All right, solved. 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 <laughs> I don't, what did we solve? We solved our own. Uh, our own no, mind. Yeah. All right. Illicit He says, well, he's got a couple of questions for us. Uh, a couple of problems that we're going to solve right now. He says, how do you let go of RPG stuff that you really won't ever use? <laughs> I have almost all of the books for Legend of the Five Rings, fourth edition. And I've never met another person who wants to play it. Do you take <laughs> donations of RPG books for potential review? Uh, the answer is yes. Of course we do. And basically, yeah, just send it to us and yeah, we will review it. We're yeah. of it, yeah. Solved. Um, yeah, uh, my answer is you don't. I, I have never got rid of a single book. I, so my collection is very much a rotating thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so Harrison, Harrison does it, uh, rotates a lot, but I've got a good answer for this as well, mm. actually. Firstly, if they're in like your living space or in your office or in your game On a room, nice shelf. Or somewhere... Right, and you're never going to use them. Right, move them to your loft or somewhere else, yep. like your basement, somewhere in in storage. And if you're really that sort of keen on keeping it, then just put it into storage. But I either reckon if it's been in storage for a while, then you Bung find yeah. someone or an outlet or a charity shop, or you go into an RPG forum and say, "I've got this." Unless, yeah, that's what I like. Unless actually. it's collectible, because yes. that is an investment. Well, of course. Oh, totally. Some yeah. books I have, I know, are worth a lot of money well, now. Well, 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 I'm never probably going to play the Indiana Jones RPG. No, you no, got me, you never, but that's a piece of I, history. I, it's, it's like Spinal Tap. You don't even look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I, but I love that yeah, box set, and totally. I, I'm going to keep it forever. Yeah, yeah. I bought it with the um, <clears throat> intention of um, potentially uh, never being played, just um, just to it's, own. It's, it's, it's like the original like, Hackmasters that I've got. You know, I'm never going to play them, but man, I'm they're a really nice them. product to yeah. sometimes just flip through. I yeah. Mean, I'm not particularly into that con Mary Marie Kondo shit, right? Mm. But at the end of the day, like sometimes it is okay to keep books just because you think they're cool. Mm-hmm. But if it's sitting on a shelf and Collecting you're not going to play it, and you 
don't have much enthusiasm to play, yeah, just yeah, bang it. Just bang I, it and yeah. I like James's idea of just going to a forum and ask if anyone wants it and they're willing to pay postage. Yeah. Because I've got loads of books that way. Well, you um, might I've have got, someone um, that's... Buccaneers um, by Chris Fox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Buccaneers. Buccaneers. I've got that for three by Chris quid. Bucks, yeah. But yeah, we will absolutely accept the donation of Legends of the Five Rings books. Oh, we'll have that. I, yeah. I think if what you've got to do is maybe do the Marie Kondo thing. Mm. Take the books off your shelf and if you still if it still gives you a good feeling and you know you're not going to play it still just put it back on put the shelf and on, keep yeah. it put it back on but it. like I, the reason I pare down my collection is because sometimes I read an RPG book and I realise I'm not as hype as this as I was yeah, it's not yeah. what it was or you realise well I'm never going to play this but I might steal ideas from it and then just bang it yeah, yeah. and, and also the last thing is like I said is if, you know, if there's someone in a position where they might not be able to get some books but they really want to start a game and got some people that are interested if you can then give that to someone and yeah, they absolutely. get a lot of joy out of your it your gift may be uh, more valuable than you think exactly that yeah just gift it to someone just gift it mm. gift it to us <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's what we're saying I think that's solved isn't it yeah give it to us solved that he also says uh, he's got another one. All right. He's got a lot of problems. Oh, hey. like, but that's you know problems that's of the il- world. Mm-hmm. That's illithids for you. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, his second question is why does online gaming suck so much, and is there any way to improve it? Whoa, well, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, firstly, obviously your GM ain't that good, right? Yeah. Unless, unless you're the GM. Um, I don't know. It depends about your setup. Here's what, how you want to play, Here's yeah. what I think, and this is a really easy one to solve. All you got to do is make it as close to being at the table as you possibly can. Yeah, all what? of it totem. Yeah, all of it theatre of the mind and maybe images. That uh, mm-hmm. and then That's uh, have people roll at home. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just yeah, play, make it. Um, what's the what's the that rule? Um, you know that that one where you roll at home on a, on a code on oh, yeah, a system on a code yeah, on, a, on yeah. a system so allow people to roll at home because they're actually rolling uh-huh. and mm-hmm. then just um, trust in them that they'll tell you the right the yeah right number. you've got to have trustworthy players for that to work another thing is is I find because of the constantly wavering delay that you get on all chat platforms mm. You kind of you you kind of have to go around and see what everyone's doing. Yes, yeah, that's turn based. Spotlight. The whole thing spotlight. is turn based. Yeah, yeah spotlight. Yeah. That's spotlight it. Spotlight yeah. and time limit it. If someone's taking too long, you'd be like, okay, look, um, just finish that up. We're going to cut. Yeah, you have to be a little you, bit more regimented. I think you yeah. do, and and you're by, by doing that, you'll cut down on the moments because you often see. Uh, what? No, no, you go. No, yeah, you go. No, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. And it's it's Whereas a real the GM atmosphere. Like, yeah. Right. Just say right. At Michael, beginning. what are you doing? Yeah, it could be like right at the beginning. Be like, right, guys. What we'll do is all turn based systems. So if you want to act at the same time that's fine but we're going to go round in this order always also uh my number one tip have the characters character sheets you have your own copy in yeah. front of you yeah and just tell people what to roll or because and, yeah. the trouble is when you uh, when you're at the table you can just go here's the roll this one and yeah. hand it over mm-hmm. but so have all the character sheets in front of you that will remind you of the turn order yeah but in addition to that you can just go all right uh you're going to roll athletics you've got a plus three on that Simple, mm-hmm. and yeah. then they just yeah. So yeah, if you're the GM, you will need to guide them a lot more um, when it's online. Because our tough guys reason. campaign yeah. was was almost all online. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was during lockdown, and was, um, yeah. using those techniques, I it was so fondly remembered, and yeah. it was a lot of fun. So, and it was like, awesome because um, so the way that we did it, there's a lot of people who will sit in their computer chair and their computer space and have wired headphones to their computer mm-hmm. and what we're doing is we're using discord we've encouraged everyone to um join via their phones so that they have freedom of movement you've just got a pair of headphones in and you're just doing a group chat there's no yeah. 
computed air yeah. and all of this stuff. You and just... Ryan was actually, um, there was a few moments where, um, because at the time of us playing it, he was at his parents in a small box room, <laughs> box room and, uh, you know, everyone during the pandemic was just working from their rooms and his back was getting all fucked. So he was actually laying flat on the bed with his eyes shut, really immersed yeah, into yeah, the game. Yeah. There's a few moments when he was just like, Harrison, could you roll for me, please? And oh, then, yeah, yeah. And then either Harrison just did, just because the, Ryan was so involved that in what was happening. Yeah. And there was a player that definitely wasn't him uh, that had to uh, go very far away from their house during the break to go and smoke weed. And it would always be, we'd get back from the break and he'd be like, still on my break? Uh, Can you roll for me? (laughs) But he was walking along down the street, not Ryan, somebody completely different who isn't him, fact. Um, And uh, he was walking down the street still role playing. (laughs) Yeah, in the park. Oh, he was playing Mo Exotic, who was a hooligan. He was like, oh, fucking cut him in the face. And he's walking past people in the street. (laughs) Yeah, totally, you're right. But yeah, yeah, so uh, solved. Solved. Oh, solved, definitely. Yeah. And don't get bogged down with the Roll20 stuff. It's fine, but you don't need it. It's not. It, uh, I, the only case... So when we first played Pathfinder... Yes. Pathfinder, uh, I just used it as maps um, and minis. Yeah, we didn't do any revealing. of the systems. We yeah. all rolled at home. So yeah, yeah just do that. The last one uh, from Illicit Hiddleted. Yeah. A lot of problems out there, guys. He <laughs> says, bonus, I'm nearing the breaking point with my current group being tabletop twats of their own. Ooh. Should I look for new players on Tinder, Craigslist, or 4chan? <laughs> Let's just keep this one simple. Which one would you pick? 4chan. Yeah, same. It's 4chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so would I. <laughs> Solved. <laughs> Ace, he says, I've recently fallen out of love with Cyberpunk TM since 2077, which is the... Uh, uh, would you fuck? What, is, what the fuck do you call a video game? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is that again? I didn't like the way the story went. It was lame how they just went, let's do 2020, but everyone is old and Johnny Silverhand lives in your head. I actually thought it was really fucking good, but there we go. Are there any other lore-heavy cyberpunk tabletop games that are simple to play? Bonus points if you don't say Shadowrun. And I wasn't gonna. No. Uh, the... A cyborg, obviously, is a good one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's lore-heavy. No, that's not. How about Cyber Sprawl Classics? Uh, also more of a toolkit Le- so he wants because the cool thing about cyberpunk is it has all these recurring characters and an oh. ongoing story so <clears throat> if you read cyberpunk from 1993 then you read cyberpunk 2020 mm-hmm. you're going to get like they, they, you see how the city has moved on yeah. and things like this um, well, get, my recommendation is going to be SLA Industries so yeah. it's, this is a sort of a futuristic cyberpunk game with really great art and a really fucking cool world but it's it's brutal and um, really unforgiving and it makes Shadowrun look like look like a nursery yeah it's so uh, SLA Industries would be my recommendation so GURPS is really fun with sci-fi and, I and it's it got a good work. it's got a good cyberpunk um, toolkit cyberpunk, but again yeah. it's not law heavy that's yeah, the problem yeah that's true Shite. I think the only one the only way you've got to go is SLA, yeah, Industries, SLA Industries but I think that he might have heard of this before mm. but if you look up some of the art it's really really kind of a cool game and it's one I've been out of my eye on for a while but I can't seem to find a cheap copy of it yes. yeah solved so I think we've solved it solved solved <laughs> also the Blade Runner one oh yeah that might oh, be good course. yeah I mean uh, that'll definitely be lore heavy and it's a world that people already know as well mm. you've got replicants you got a house before I've never seen Blade Runner <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, mate. You've never seen Blade Runner? No, I haven't. Oh, dear. I haven't seen a new one, to be fair. It's meant to be incredible. I've seen um, it's great. The Running Man. Yes, yeah, a really And I've seen Blade. One. I imagine. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, SLA Industries. Check out. Wow. Yeah, but, um, so, Blade Runner, is it a good film? Uh, yes, it is very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so, game's better. 
Yeah. My, that, that game that came out on PC, oh, I would say about 98. It was such, such a, a good, good game, game, man. Yeah, love that game. Love it. Love All it. Right, well, that is every problem we ever done each other's with RPGs. <laughs> And we've solved every one of them. So every now on the forums, I don't want nobody arguing. I don't want none of this. Oh, how do I do this? Does that, mean, know. Does that mean RPG horror stories on Reddit will cease to exist now? Yes. It will become RPG good stories. Nice. RPG, RPG Dreamweaver nice. stories. <laughs> yeah, RPG yeah. nice. RPG nice. <laughs> Have you seen an alien, please? <laughs> oh, Bobby. Will you stop? Stop spitting everywhere. Sorry, he, he keeps he keeps getting in here. I don't know how he does it, but he's he's got he's got remarkable strength strength for it. Shut up, Bobby. We're trying to do a podcast oh, for goodness' Christ. sake. Get out, Yu-Gi-Oh. In the future, you will be able to send a letter or parcel from anywhere on the planet. This, sir. Is the electro letter? Yep. <laughs> well, there was a lady that was selling her shit in baked into a cake, and she had to get a special license to sell biohazard materials. <laughs> oh my god, this probably comes out of kosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. I don't know why I put my headphones on. <laughs> it's um, good to look cool. So that was uh, that was your um, gaming problems. We mm-hmm. solved all of them. Yep. So there's no more problems in the world at. There you go. <laughs> and we did a punchline to a joke. Yeah, you'll see. You'll hear later. You'll hear. <laughs> you'll hear that later. So that probably Evans encounter, you know. But um, so yeah, well, now we're going to do electro letters, which Ooh. is essentially the same segment we've just done, but general questions. Yes. <laughs> so um, Polish ogre. He says, if a dog eats a die, shits it out whole, and the numbers are still legible, is it one extremely lucky now? Two, a filthy piece of garbage and to be thrown away immediately. Three, a gift for the edgelord in the group. <laughs> no, I feel as if I feel as if Polish ogre here is talking from experience. Like this is somebody he's got it sitting there, he's covered in shit. He's like, what do I do with this? What do I keep it? What do I do? I like that. I like that he must have picked a little bit away to realise that the numbers were still legible. So that's good. Oh, he's giving it a, 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 a jet sort of, wash power. <laughs> yeah, you got a jet wash. It's one or three for me. Put it in the dish. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you think it's got to be lucky, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, of course it because has. It, to 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 have gone through all of that mm. and still come out, still legible, coming out. Yeah, that's a good die. That's okay. The good die. Yeah. yeah. Um. So why would die? A gift for the edge lord in the group. That'll be Tabuscus in, in our case. <laughs> right, is it? <laughs> Yeah, here you go, mate. Here you go, mate. This is for you. He's like, it's fucking stinks. And I'm like, yeah, but you won't believe the luck it's gonna give you, mate. That's been through some shit that die. Imagine if it, imagine if it came through the other end, like a little bit, like it's a little bit faded, like it's seen some shit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you weren't there, man. Just trembles a little bit. <laughs> so no, we're done. No, I'm not second. doing that. No, thank yeah. you for the letter, <laughs> Banjo. He says, have you ever played a one-off session of a campaign based on the movie Troll Two? <laughs> and do you think? Do you, do you no, think, we haven't. Do you think yeah. Bird Demic would be a good disaster to use in a campaign? Yes. No, and yes. <laughs> so obviously everyone knows Troll Two. So do you know? Yes. Yeah, I've seen Troll One. It, it's so the one about trolls. With, wasn't it Justin Timberlake's in it? Oh, they sing and shit. Yeah. Oh, my niece likes it. There, there's a famous scene from it where it's like, oh no, they're eating him, and then they're gonna eat me. <laughs> <laughs> It's like widely known as one of the worst films ever. Birdemic, um, I have actually sat down and watched in its entirety. Um, I watched it with my wife. And it is 
it's beautiful. What, in how beautifully bad, it bad. Yeah. So it's supposed to be like um, the guy who made it. It was like a anti. Uh, pollution mm. message. Mm-hmm. Now the birds are fighting back. But if you want to see a film where people with coat hangers fight a gif of a bird that is floating over, <laughs> it is fucking beautiful. Is it on par with um, Sharknado? Sharknado? Oh, that's it. Sharknado. But the thing, the thing yeah. is about Sharknado is those films are intentionally B movies. Yeah, people just yeah, say, yeah. "Oh, but this is shit." It's like, well, it was. It wants suppo- to be it's supposed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Birdemic, yes, it is. Except. Well, a, it doesn't have the special effects budget that the Sharknado <laughs> series does. Yeah. And uh, B, it was made by basically one guy and his mates and none of whom can act. Um, <laughs> it is fucking beautiful. I, I, I recommend, if you don't want to watch the whole film, there, there's a YouTuber called John Tron who did a whole um, yeah. review of it. And it's really, really funny. But yeah, they're literally attacking... Uh, flying gifts of birds. Brilliant. That's a bit like um, I've seen some videos where they oh, uh, the, uh, rate like, like the pound shop in America, like DVDs, and they're knockoffs, and there's like a Harry Potter knockoff. I like the, uh, <laughs> it, the Nigerian films. And Why are you like, running? Or those, or those um, <laughs> gifts so good. where they're like in a helicopter, and it's a really bad green <laughs> yeah, screen. Yeah. But you know, like there was there was a documentary in that that particular filmmaker whose name I forget. He's made so many films, and the fight scenes are just spectacular because yeah. there's no choreography. It's just people just wailing on each other madly like big groups of people so good I love those and those cheap special effects but yeah, yeah the why are you running one I think that was a pawn though wasn't it was it uh, yeah because there's an, there's another scene from it famously who goes if you think you're going to get out of this university without kissing my cock <laughs> you are dead wrong <laughs> you are dead wrong and he looks really pleased with himself why are you running why are you running <laughs> maybe that's the scene that was the scene after <laughs> that woman deserves an Oscar <laughs> Yeah, Birdemic would be a great campaign, especially as a well, it'd be a good one shot. It'd be yeah, really good to fight gift birds. Yeah, and no, what you got to do is get you. You know, you can get those little. Oh, got more pixelated. Yeah, you, you should, you're actually fighting gifts. Yeah, and and the bennies you can give out would be coat hangers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Illithid, he says, I just agreed to run a one-shot for a co-worker in Call of Cthulhu. What are your thoughts on playing RPGs with co-workers? Personally, I've had mixed results showing people cock in general. It's very funny. (laughs) Ah, you're a good... uh, You're a good kid. I I say yes because um, that's how it was right. right. Yeah, Yeah, well, one of my favorite, one of my favorite guys. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where I was coming at, but yeah, one of our players that's been in our group for seven years originally started role playing with him at work. So yeah, yeah, and he got me in it. So yeah, Yeah, so it's all worked out. James, we worked together at one point, and we're doing a sort of semi role playing esque thing via email where Mm -hmm. I sent him multiple choice. Oh, they're all quite fun. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. You did that weird game. We've beforehand, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's well, true. debatable. Depends who, depends Mass. where you work for starters. Yeah, because if people, if if you work at say a the nail police salon, station, the police station. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we were going with that. <laughs> hey, I'm the cop and I'm a rubber. Cheers, after <laughs> Yeah, you better. You yeah. If you if you if you work at a police station, just you should be more focused on your job. Okay? <laughs> How dare you? And uh, you're you're apprehending a criminal, and you're just uh, you're, you're just like. Reckon I can take this goblin, and the bloke's like, "What did I do, man?" And you're like, will you come, will you pay fucking attention, please? We're in a we're in a situation here. Um, Jason, he says, "What equipment do you use for recording and mixing?" He says, "I'm essentially a luddite when it comes to tech, but I'm thinking about starting something." Oh, I too am a luddite. We've um. Well, we've when we first started, we were just using a dictaphone. <laughs> One dictaphone, yeah. 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 But you can you USB podcast mics, pop shield, um, yeah, 
kind of whatever free uh, yeah just grab, grab a snowball that's what yeah, we use yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. perfect sometimes the audio quality is a bit naff I tell you what though they're fucking <clears throat> popular like yeah. proper like mm. these are all rounders like you see loads of like really famous people using them as well yeah I yeah mean, like Mark Sargent the uh, um, guy who's um, championing the flat earth theory uses one <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but he's never bought a stand for it so he holds you know the little tripod stand that comes with the snowball yeah, mic he holds it up to his face oh dear and he's it's really annoying yeah. <clears throat> but uh, he's got some pretty good views that I agree with <laughs> shut up um, yeah so yeah we use just cheap um, podcast mics they're, they're, they're 40 quid yeah, and if yeah, you're, yeah. Uh, it's for podcast hobbyists which That's is right. absolutely fine we, we also move, yeah. use a mixing I, I use a DJ mixing desk it's a Pioneer DDJ 400 which I can use for playing jingles fading mics in and out and stuff like this although this episode I'm not because I was I thought my son was going to be making noise that yeah. I'd have to edit out yeah. but that's I, we basically did that so that I can play the jingles and not have to edit them in mm-hmm. later but yeah that's a slight bit overkill. And what you want to get is get voice meter if oh, you're yes, using Windows because yes. it's it's just perfect amazing, you completely need it for. free. Yeah. Click and play, mate. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Or record actually in this in this country. Well, because James, you actually have like a really nice condenser mic, and you were kind of annoyed that when you got the snowball for a birthday, that it was absolutely fine in terms of quality, <laughs> and you spent all this money on a really nice one. Yeah, well, I suppose it's different um, needs, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. this this wouldn't be the best for um, like singing and all that yeah. jazz or, or, or picking up our so it depends on whether or not his podcast is going to include a musical segment yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go Mad Van Holes he says I bought DCC then the Lankmar box Crawling Under a Broken Moon and Mutant Crawl Classics yes all solely because your episodes and endless raving about how good Goodman game stuff is where's the cut where's our cut Joseph yeah we know you've got that box money <laughs> <laughs> yeah what should I play first? Oh, I have shit. already enjoyed DCC and Lankmar, but now I can't decide between Crawling Under a Broken Moon or Mutant Crawl Classics. Advice me, please. What would you play first and why? <coughs> I reckon MCC because it'll give you a different flavour of the same thing. Yeah. I think... So Crawling Under a Broken Moon is the original title for American Survival Guide. Mm-hmm. And American Survival Guide is really the collected works of that made into its own setting. I prefer your American Survival Guide for the simple reason that MCC it's it, obviously DCC is table heavy because of the spells right yeah. mm. and that's absolutely fine oh but and MCC is even more table it, heavy it is because there's there's now tables for um the mutations as well yeah. so each one of them functions like a spell and mm-hmm. it depends on you know that and there's so many of them that mcc is very very good mm-hmm. really good but if i did have one criticism i would say that it, he's tried in certain ways to wrangle the dcc system in a way that doesn't necessarily work for that setting. Yeah. It could have just kept spells as the tables yeah. and mutations as something else. But now you've got that, the tech tables, all of this stuff. And I think as well, like the zero level funnel, because you always start off in Mutant Call Classics as um, as like peasants yeah. and you do the zero level funnel, right? Now in Mutant Call Classics, the big difference is, is that there are only two jobs because you're essentially cavemen. So you're <laughs> yeah. either a hunter or a gatherer. Yeah. So you roll that instead of rolling on a big list of jobs like you do on DCC. But then it's like, well, what, what happens then when, like in DCC, for example, 
you if you're playing an elf you have to roll that on the job table mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. that's the only way that you become an elf whereas this is like you've got plantians manimals all these <laughs> yeah. things right yeah so what happens is that your genes just change magically when you get to level one and it feels a bit like they've tried to really wrangle it into yeah. that yeah. thing whereas i just think they just should bit hand-fisted kept the zero level out yeah kept the spells as they were and just done it like that and mm-hmm. yeah it's a little bit hand-fisty it's still a 9 out of 10 game. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I prefer um, American Survival Guide because I feel like it does tries less to try and change the system. Yeah, and just enough. goes, this game works. Here's some add-ons to play a fucking weird post-apocalyptic setting where Santa is a god that can uh, be your... You can be a patron of absolutely. So, oh, yes. so go on, go for crawling. Yes, that's my, that's my advice. Mm-hmm. But both are very, very good. Mm. Um, it just depends on the flavor and the amount of crunch that you want if you want a simpler game go for it american survival guide yeah um, and you're welcome <clears throat> that is it for questions lads <laughs> yeah nice we're going out of the way nice and quick suck my dick that's right <laughs> let's do an outro so what do you guys think happened one of the players robbie played with got carried away and killed him well that's kind of far out mazes and monsters is a far out game Swords, poison, spells, battles, maiming, killing. Hey, it's all imagination. Is it? Yes, definitely. I'll be talking to you. All right, see you later. So, what have we learned? We've learned um, that we are really good problem solvers. We're probably the best. Mm -hmm. Agony aunts. We should be charging for this. Yeah, we should. Maybe we should should set up a hotline. Yeah. We can charge by Premium requesting uh, more patrons, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, and we're going to set up the premium hotline. Premium hotline. Well, but yeah, go over to pa- Patreon and, and sub, because mm-hmm. uh, if you do, um, we will gladly give you advice 24-7. Don't call me or and James. Welcome. It's Nick's responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Our, our man in the hotline. And so. welcome to Shane Ruman, our latest pledge. Yeah, good yes. go. We seize you. We seize you. We seize you. Welcome Thanks, aboard. Man. Welcome aboard. Welcome um, aboard. You necromancer. James, are you a patron? Yeah, mate. Oh, good. I'm a patron saint. Mm. I'm a patron of all things holy. The pub. The pup. We're a big, big patron of the Weatherspoons in Red Hill. <laughs> yeah. The amount of time we spent in that bloody place. And money. Christ. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a good pub. I was a little bit, like, and I'm going to sound ungrateful here, but I was a little bit disappointed the other day because obviously uh, my wife's in hospital and I've got the boy, so I couldn't meet in the pub before the game. And I said to James, can you buy me a pint and, and bring it home? Fair. And he was you very kindly bought Did. me a lovely bottle of beer. Lovely. But I was like, I really wanted him to just try and sneak a pint, a full yeah. pint out <laughs> of there. Just walk your own a pint, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought about it, but then it was just a bit too leng. Bit yeah, leng. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's if fair. I had, um, if I had, uh, you know, those things that you could put over, um, uh, like coffee cups to avoid yeah. spillage. Oh, like or if he was already drunk, I don't think it would have been a problem. No. Oh yeah. If yeah, I got, yeah, if you, if you said you're allowed to get tanked first, then mate, I would. Mate, I'm bringing them all up. Seeing as we're in the outro here, mm-hmm. and this is the part that people are probably not even going to listen to, tell this story just before we stop about the uh, the guy. The other day, with what? the with the chanda. 
Oh my god! Oh, what? <laughs> oh, so me and me and Harrison met up in the spoons um, just for just what well, a little catch up, just mm-hmm. a little, little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we're minding our own business, just sort of. Uh, where was I you didn't sitting? I didn't notice it. We were sitting um, where we could see the toilet by okay. the fruit machine. Yes. Oh wow! Okay, yep. But I, I couldn't. I didn't actually see um, the entire thing. But Harrison saw this guy sort of stumbling. Um, <laughs> what towards the toilet? Like, oh. Yeah, and then he, we took no mind of what was going on. <laughs> yeah. But then suddenly um, there was this like this this really viscous white substance uh. on the floor and then like another bit right near the toilet oh. and then a couple of the workers at one point were like Ahmed and Ari and they're being like what and then like a woman was standing next to the man, men's toilet it was one of the people that worked it. there and she, yeah. she took a, like, a little glance in and just went fucking hell yeah. and I was like I, I said to James I was like <laughs> I've got to go and have a look. I've got to see I've what's to happened see. in that toilet. Yeah, so he went on, and had then. a look, and then I had a look, and turns out, right, this guy, he was there on his own, this um, older gentleman, mm-hmm. uh, he got real tanked, and then on his way to go throw up to the toilet, he left a big trailer sick. All the way across the pub. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, and, it was and he like didn't he... even make it in the, in the box, mate. He got You got open the door to the toilet, it was and it's near the sink, yeah. but like on the floor, papped up on the bit on the, on the mirror, but oh, then, no. he, then he was in the bathroom for a good like half hour, 40 minutes, obviously finishing off. It was it was everywhere, right? <laughs> they and put cornflour on the on the on the sick in the fucking cornflour. Um, yeah, because it absorbs it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smell. Uh, that, was that, that was the worst thing about it because when I went in there, I was like, I've got to have a look because like, and I, I couldn't even go in. The stink yeah, was. Yeah. I don't know what he'd been eating, but it looked like porridge. It looked like, but white, but like bright bad. white. It was like, um, yeah, it wasn't. It Maybe wasn't it was like. There. <laughs> but Nick just did a boot car key there. Um, so the but the funny thing was is he came out of the loose, went up to the the, the top area yeah. and tried to order more beer on the app. No and they chance. had to kick him out. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. He ordered food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they were, yeah, but it was like it was quite sad because we felt sorry for him because he was quite old and alone. Like we don't yeah, know if he, you know, yeah, but it's just supposed a, to be an amusing story. Let's yeah. not go into the sad. That is sad. Let's but, not go into the sad. <clears throat> you know, life's sad. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, he was the Chanda Dragon, mate. It was mental. <laughs> How did all that spew fit in that? Have you ever oh, seen yeah. the Chanda Dragon thing that people do? No, no. They'll, they'll drink like a two pinter of milk, and you know when a dragon is flying over a village and yeah. sort of going <laughs> like this, so yeah, and flapping their arms. Like like <laughs> bursting fire down on a village, they do that. There's people that intentionally do it. Oh, if you type in Chunder Dragon onto YouTube, it's like there's just the, you'll see a guy doing it and it on purpose. Um, okay. And yeah, uh, to try to projectile. I'll, it. Fi- I'll find it and we can we can. Ah, here it is. Best Chunder Dragon ever. So you guys have got to commentate on this because okay, so there's a guy chugging, chugging milk. Like two liter bottle. He yeah. looks like the kind of guy that would be doing this. Oh uh, mate, you're getting to the bottom. Is that milk here? Yeah? No, I think this is Sprite. <gasps> oh yeah, go on. Oh, so very gassy. No. He's drinking a whole two litre. Oh my god. <laughs> That's insane. Like I've seen the kid that hits the garage before. Oh, oh. okay, it's his face, he looks like it's coming. Here we go. It's them bubbles. You know what you should have for more? He needs to jump up and down to make it fill up. That's a good point. But no, he's he's an expert at this, right? He's still drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. Okay, That's so, so obscene. He's now flapping his hands around so and throwing up. I, well, I can only imagine how like Bernie that must be for his nose. Yeah, as but well. the, the great thing is to see he's shouting as well. It's coming out like projectile. So fucking disgusting. Wow. Jundar dragons, everyone. That, that and that's uh, that's England for you. <laughs> uh, if you want to contact us, three trpgpod at gmail or join the Discord. There is a link in the description. 
donate on Patreon as well because you know you it makes money to to I need we need money to make the good. Yeah, that's exactly right because we we're poor. We, you, <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> we're poor. Oh, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like I don't want to go. We're still poor. Yeah. <laughs> so what the fuck have you been doing, you freeloading scum? <laughs> Should we go now? Yeah. yeah. Love you. Bye. Go to pub. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go to the pub. I'll show you the scene of the crime. Yay! Bye, everyone. Bye. Paris, I'ma kill you. Raise on attack, and then I'll conceal you. Roll stealth to hide your body. Fail figure. ain't nobody gonna heal you. That's right, Paris. You tried to use knowledge disguise and take my place. Don't. And now I'm calling you out, bitch. So you better be away some propaced. What does that mean? And let me just say one thing, Paris. I listened to the Savage Worlds Black episode and I was embarrassed. You may have read the Savage Worlds rulebook and know what you're talking about, but people tune into this show to hear about sandwiches that are put in my mouth. Delicious. So let this be a warning to you, my Australian friend. My fists do D12 poison damage so you meet a grisly end. Bitch. Cause why? Cause Harrison will kill you. <laughs> you don't wanna fuck with Harrison. Why not? Cause Harrison will kill you. Take note, Paris. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Paris. I love you, man. Or do I? Or do I? Who knows? Who knows, man? You better be scared. You better run. <laughs> oh, yeah.